Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm delighted to say hello to veteran golf writer Bob Herrig of Sports Illustrated Golf Morning Read. Bob has been in Atlanta, Georgia all week covering the Tour Championship and all the news coming from uh, that uh, tournament. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to Talking Golf. Hi, Ann. Thank you. Good morning. How's it going? It's going well, thanks. You're right. It's been a busy time, continues to be. And I figure it's <laughs> it's not going to slow down much uh, going forward, even though the, the tour season is ending today. But uh, I, I think there's going to be plenty coming. Oh, unbelievable. That's going on off the uh, course mostly that's where the news is and uh this past week and really s- since all this live golf stuff happened the pj tour has been moving well somewhat fast and furious to come up with uh changes that they hope will keep pj tour players from bolting right what's your overall impression about all the changes that were announced this past wednesday yeah it was um it was pretty pretty impressive really what what they came up with in a short amount of time. Um, you know, I think that's the first takeaway. Um, the tour usually moves a lot slower than that. And it's just, it's no knock really. It's just the way they're structured, you know, that you you don't just have an idea and snap your fingers and put it in play. Uh, you know, there's a lot of levels to go through and, uh, but they, they pretty much did snap their fingers. I mean, a lot of these ideas probably came together within a week to 10 days. Wow. And, uh, you know, Jay got in front of the, Jay Monahan, the commissioner got in front of us and, and also sent a memo to the players and, you know, and outlined, outlined this new plan going forward that, that, you know, he admitted there's a lot of detail still to be worked out. They decided to get it out there without all the details being worked out, which typically they wouldn't do. They would like to usually yeah. have it all buttoned up, yeah, and, it, and it point. still leaves yeah, it leaves some questions still. But you know, the gist of it is, is I, I think it's it's impressive. I mean, um, and and yet there's going to be a big monumental change um, to to at least for the t- for the top twenty players or so, which is you used to have it, it's been forever. You play yeah, you got to play fifteen events to be a PJ Tour member. And you can play whatever 15 you wanted. Now you're going to have to play 20 and 17 are predetermined. You know, in other words, right. you don't have a choice. You got to play these 17. Now, most of them would play them anyway, but nonetheless, those are, that's what you have to play. And, and that's big. That's a big difference. You, you've increased the minimum, uh, at least for, you know, a couple dozen guys. 
and uh, you're telling them where they have to go, which is which is a lot different. But but yet this is something they probably needed to do to try to um, stem the tide of guys going over to live, and and it still won't completely stop it. It's uh, but it's it's probably I think best for the game. Uh, we're we're going to see the top players on the PJ Tour together more often. And I and think that's, that's a good what thing. people are wanting. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. And I think that the top players want that as well. And they're they're calling 12 of these events elevated events. And I'm curious approximately how much more money overall does that mean that the PJ Tour will be spending on prize money? Did I I I don't I didn't hear like a total figure. Did you figure it out like how much what the increase will be? For these yeah, players. well, listen, in 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 uh, in June when Jay Monahan announced the eight elevated events for next year, um, that was already an increase of fifty four million. Right. So just just those eight tournaments. Now he added in four more elevated events that we don't know what they are yet. But roughly, if you figure that the purses are around. Eight million dollars now. They're going to go to twenty. That's another twelve million per, another forty-eight million. So that puts you a little over a hundred million right there. They've increased and, the pip from fifty million to a hundred right. million. So there's right. another fifty million. So now you're over a hundred and fifty million. Um, and typically, the the purses of events are contractually set to rise a little bit. So you know if you're 7.6, you might go to 8. If you're 8.5, you might go to 9. So yeah, you can probably easily surmise there's going to be an, an increase of another $10 million in purses across the board of all the other events, maybe even more. So now you're pushing $180 million, uh increase from one year to the next. Right. It's and a lot. I mean, I mean, it's a lot for, you know, as you say, if, if this is all going to start when, next year or 2024? 2023. Right, yeah. so next year. So how, where's the money coming from? That was a question that was put to Jay. <laughs> and it's listen, it's a fair point, a fair question in light of all the negativity that, that was out there, mainly started by Phil Mickelson, you know, who six months ago or so, you know, more or less accused the tour of sitting on a lot of money, you know, and not dis- dispersing it to the players. And, you know, in a, in a way, Phil's right. If, if, if all of a sudden they can come up with nearly $200 million to, to come out here right away, and, and yeah. uh, you know, but it, 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 they've got reserves. I mean, that's more or less what Monaghan said. You know, they right. save for a rainy day. And in the tour's defense, they had to dip into those reserves t- two years ago during COVID. You know, we forget already that, you know, they played – what, however many events from 2020, middle of what, June, all the way through the end of the year and into 2021 without spectators. And so all of their local organizers whose sole revenue comes from ticket sales, local sponsorships, what have you come, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't make any money. And so the tour had to subsidize. Well, where do you think that money came from? And, and not to mention, the testing plan that they put in place uh, for, you know, the COVID testing they were doing from week to week. They put charters in oh, place. Oh, that's right. Sure. You know, that costs millions. 
So, you know, in the tour's defense, um, they, they had to dig in for that. And, you know, whenever the, the tour loses a title sponsor, the event typically doesn't go away. They subsidize it. That's a good you point, know? And so, And so they, that's what their rainy day fund is for. Now, has there been too much there? Maybe. You know, it's a fair question to ask. I mean, I don't think we all know what's, what's in their, what's and in their reserve. they won't reveal that. I mean, Jay Monahan said in the press conference that the money will be coming mostly from their investments. And so, yes, the question is, why didn't they institute these changes earlier if they have all this money in reserve? There, there has to be a ton of money sitting in the bank if he can, you know, pull out, what, at least $180 million by next year. And they certainly were not interested in relinquishing the not-for-profit status. I was talking about that a little bit last week. That was kind of one of the uh, ideas on the table from the, I don't know, from the players or from whom, but they're certainly not going to relinquish that status, right? The not well, you know, that's, that sounded like an easy solution, right? But when you've been putting that kind of money in reserves while not paying taxes, that makes it very complicated to then just say, okay, now we're going to pay taxes. Right. You know, because you've accumulated all that money without. And so it's not that simple to just flip the switch. And plus, I also think they, you know, they like the way they are set up. You know, there's, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a lot of that that's done a lot of good. You know, obviously, all their tournaments are set up as nonprofits. It's a, diff- it's a different distinction than the tour itself. But still, you know, um, you know, this week's event in Atlanta, the Tour Championship. You know, that they're a nonprofit five hundred one c three, which means that um, you know they raise money for ticket sales and hospitality and what have you, and and they pay their expenses out of that to run the event. They have, you know, they have several employees i'm sure and they've got all kinds of expenses like roping and stakes and setting up bleachers and you know courtesy stuff whatever all you all the stuff you can think think of and then at the end of the day you know they've got to pay their bills and uh whatever's left over goes to charity you know if they had to pay taxes on all that revenue um it it would be it would be a, a lot different story so you know, their, their setup is very shrewd. And, uh, you know, in, in, in another thing, too, is let's not forget, Jay also said they'd be asking for help with their partners. That means that they'll go to all their title sponsors and try to get a little bit more out of them. Right. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's probably where there's going to be a little disconnect because the ones that are on board now have, have uh, contracts in place that I'm sure stipulate exactly how much they're going to pay. So it's, it's not easy what he, what he put together or what the tour put together and executing it. And now there's a bunch of questions left too. Like, you know, how is this really going to work? You know, there's been a lot of conjecture, a lot of misinformation. You know, they said the top 20 players from the PIP, people thought that that meant they were automatically going to get into these elevated events. That's not true. You know, the top 20 will have access to the top events if they qualify for them. I see. Um, Right. Because I was wondering that they were saying the players, the top 20, 
in play in the player impact program uh, right. would be eligible, but that meant that they'd be decided by the PIP and not rankings. So that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it, it, that's true. That's how they're going to be decided, and it's a little bit of a curious way to go about it because it's going to be harder for us to figure out who's who until until the end of the year when they tell us who, who who's in the PIP, who won it. And there's the chance that there's a couple of guys in there. You know, look, Tiger's going to be in the PIP again. He won it last year. He's going to clearly be in the top 20 again. And then that makes him eligible for all the events next year that he can get in. Like, in other words, Tiger wouldn't be able to play in the Century Tournament of Champions because he hasn't won a tournament and he's not in the top 30. So even though he's top 20 in the PIP, he wouldn't be in that. He's not going to get in the match play, for example. Right, but how many but of these he, tournaments is he actually going to play, Bob? You know, right, not really, and, and, that he, means, and that means next year, the way I understand it, he won't be eligible for the PIP. Because if you don't play in all the tournaments, you won't oh, be eligible okay. for the PIP. So let me ask you this, because we only have a few minutes left. What has the reaction been from the players during the tour championships? About yeah, it's a good plan. question. I mean, look, the, the, the players at the Tour Championship are the ones, you know, that we think probably benefit the most. So I, I, think, I think they're positive about it. I think they think it's great. Um, John Rahm pushed back a little bit because he also plays on the DP World Tour, and he wondered how he's supposed to pull that off if he's expected to play all these events on the PGA Tour. Now, the, the Tour Championship is his 18th of 2020, excuse me, 2022. So he'd have to add two to make it work. And he said that's going to be problematic for him. And then he's got to play at least four on the European Tour, DP World Tour, to keep his membership there. And now that's imminently doable for him because the Scottish Open counts as as for both, which he played. And then he's going to play in the BMW PGA, which is their flagship event in a couple of weeks. There's a couple of events in Spain in October that he played last year. There, there would be a four right there. But he made it out like meeting the 20 is going to be tough. You know, so I don't know how, how that will shake out. You also wonder about a guy who's like, say, I don't know, down the list of ways. You know, a guy who barely qualified for the playoffs. Say, how does this impact him? You know, we're going to have some haves and have-not events definitely going forward. But the way I look at it is is that creates more opportunity because, okay, just to throw out an example, a lot of these guys probably aren't going to play the Honda Classic now. You know, they're going to be playing in all these bigger events. Which is too bad because I love the Honda Classic. Yeah, and I mean – Sure, there's a, there's a lot of tournaments that will be in this now. But, you know, we're only talking about the 20 guys that are obligated. And so the Honda will still get its share of players. It's just not necessarily going to have the top 10, the top 15. But that's opportunity for the other guys because it's still going to have a 144-player field. And now you've kind of cleared the decks a little bit and – the other guys who, aren't, who, who are in that tournament now have opportunity. They, they still earn the same number of FedEx points, basically, as the, as the other tournaments. 
And so they've, they've got, and, and some of them will get into these bigger events because they have fields bigger than 20. You know, the Arnold Palmer will be 120. So right. there's still a bunch of spots there for other guys. So I, I think if you're sort of a, a guy who falls outside of this realm, you have to look at, look at, hey, I've still got a chance to get myself into that. I'll still have access to some of these big tournaments. And the ones I don't, I'll be a little bit more freed up at the regular events with, with maybe a bit of a weaker field, which gives me a chance to move up. Bob, always a pleasure. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but uh, it continues uh, and on and on and on. So much to talk about, but I really appreciate your insight. Great job, and uh, look forward to having you on again. Thanks so much for getting up for us and talking golf. No problem, man. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day. Enjoy the uh, resumption of the third round of the Tour Championship and the final round, which will happen late this – it will start actually late this morning. Bob Herrick, I just really appreciate Bob's work. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.